Ghetto Boys? What was that? What was that? Oh, hold on. The Ghetto Boys are not one-hit wonders. No, no, no. They're, I celebrate that's... their entire collection. <laughs> Have you ever listened to the Ghetto Boys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... Yeah. That is truly, like... Were they were they really big? My brother had a rap album of the, the Fat, Fat Boys. Boys. <laughs> I love how you just confused <laughs> the Fat Boys and the Ghetto Boys. Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Matt and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to everybody out there, and welcome to a one-and-done uh, edition of Whiskey Tequila Fridays. Hopefully not one-and-done for us. Yeah. Our podcast where we drink some whiskey. We drink some tequila. We educate. And we libate. All right. My name is Matt. I am the uncertified whiskey hunter. And with me, as always, my booze bro, Drew. What's going on? Man, I'm doing great. And these are two kind of cool bottles. Yeah. I mean, these bottles kind of came and went, and yeah, you'll be lucky if you can find them. If you have what we have, uh, congratulations. <laughs> I'd... So this is going to be kind of a weird episode, but I think we're going to follow this up soon with another beginner buy. All right. Dropping shortly. Sounds good. So stay tuned if you couldn't find these on the <laughs> shelves, which I'm going to say... You can't find these on the yeah, shelves. Yeah, no, we'll we'll follow this up with a, with an episode that is readily available. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a nice, easy sipper. Okay, well, let's get to our bottles, shall we? Mm-hmm. So I brought the Jim Beam Repeal Batch non chill filtered bourbon. And what did you bring? And I have the Artanome fifteen forty nine. All right. So we will have to explain a little bit about each bottle, but. These were kind of one and done, right? They yeah. released these and then... And they are no more. They are no more, yeah. So, all right, I will start with Jim Beam. Everyone knows Jim Beam, and the regular stuff is available everywhere, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't, what do they say? You can't throw a rock without hitting a Jim Beam bottle. Sure. But don't throw rocks in liquor stores. It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> so back in September of 2018, they released this. I guess to maybe kind of celebrate Repeal Day. Mm-hmm. What, but, what year was Repeal Day? Well, the Repeal Day is in December. Oh, okay. So they probably released this in September so that it was going to be on the shelf in time for December. Okay. You know? But was this like the 100th anniversary or something like that? Or I have to look that up. I'm oh. not... 85th anniversary. To celebrate right. the 85th anniversary. Not your normal re- anniversary <laughs> celebration. So already we, we can tell that this these are just odd Kind balls. of an oddball. Yeah. yeah. But what I like about it is that it's non-chill filtered. Okay. And if you know anything about whiskey. I don't. <laughs> most of the time people say that you need to be at about 92 proof 
to go non-chill filtered. Okay. And be safe. That if be, it's, be safe as in drinkable, like you're going to go no, blind? No, 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 no. Be oh. safe in terms of like avoiding that flocculation, avoiding that white uh, yeah, the sediment that and, yeah. is completely harmless. It's completely drinkable. You give it a little shake, it goes away. But people don't want to, they oh, there's floaties in my whiskey. Blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> people usually go with 94 proof or higher just to be safe. Because once you go that higher proof, it's not going to settle down. Those fatty acids do not clump and settle. Okay. So I made a conscious effort to store this in a cool, dry place away from sunlight and away from any temperature fluctuations. Gotcha. But if we were to take this outside, leave it out, you know, in the cold for yeah. a couple nights and then bring it back in, you might see that little white set sediment kind of uh, clump together and then fall to the bottom Okay, because it's non-chill filtered. And so what you get, long story short, is that you get a nice mouthfeel. You get a gotcha. really good, like full, kind of an oily kind of mouthfeel. And what I love about this is that two years later, so June of 2020, mm -hmm. Jim Beam releases the Old Tub. Oh, okay. And the Old Tub is known for not only being bottled and bond, 100 proof, but its claim to fame is that it's non-chill filtered as well. And so the gotcha. real difference between the old tub and the other Jim Beams that might even be like 100 proof is that that mouthfeel really feels full and mm -hmm. you get those fatty acids. You get that feeling when you put it in your, on, your, on your palate. Yeah. So it's just the, the fat separating from the... It's basically a vinaigrette. <laughs> Right. But and we would all have vinaigrette, so let's have this. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Visually looks good. You're right. Absolutely clear. It's nice and clear. Nice gold, gold yeah. amber yep. kind of a color. Yep. And on the nose, you get a little bit of that Jim Beam nuttiness. <laughs> it's nutty. It's nutty. I can't. We can't. I know. Yeah. I get a little bit of, like, maybe some cooked apples. A little caramel. I wouldn't smell this and say beam. This is no. not white label. Right. This does not give off a, a, a smell that a lot of other typical beams give off. Yeah. You're right. This is coming out at 86 proof. So okay. again, kind of a dangerous proof to be non-chill filtered, but so worth it once we taste it. Are we ready? Ready. Cheers. Cheers. What'd you get? Very nice and velvety mouthfeel. That's yeah. what I noticed the most. Yeah. I don't know if I put that in your mind. You might have. But I agree. It it stands out amongst like the the Evan Williams black label, mm -hmm. a regular Jim Beam white label, fine whiskeys. But I yeah. would I would never make a cocktail with this because this is so enjoyable, neat, just by itself with all the complexities and the... Nuance. Nuance. I get fruit, a little cherry. Did you get some cherry in there? Yeah. I got a nice oak note for being a, you know, straight bourbon whiskey. It's at least four years old. It's not age stated, I don't believe. So we can assume it's, you know, around four years old. Okay. And uh, I think it hits. I think it's great. I would drink this. I would sip this all day long. Although, if you didn't already have a bottle... <laughs> You're not finding this because no. this was a one-time release. 
Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah, 2018. I think I found it in either 2019 or 2020. I was pretty thick into my hunting time right around that time, pre pre COVID, right? Right. BC yeah. before COVID. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was one of those where like... Before you lived in PPE. <laughs> yeah. I had to like... I had to like almost get down on my hands and knees because down on the bottom shelf, way in the back, there was this bottle that did not look the same as the other Jim Bean bottles. So I pulled it out and I was like, hey. And it was on the shelf with the other Jim Bean bottles. So it was all right at that... Really? That budget... Price, you know, like nineteen ninety nine or whatever. Is that it was. you got it for that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what it was when it was released? I don't know if Jim Beam White Label is fourteen fifteen, and they marked this up to nineteen. That is a markup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so. But I don't totally know. reasonable yeah. still. All right. Second sip. Second sip. Cheers. All I right. got the beam banana. Yes, we got some beam. I also got some more baking spices, you know, yeah. a little bit of herbal kind of things, some mint and some spices came to play, but mm-hmm. still just a great, a great yeah. sip, right? If I said that was juicy. Yes, it was very mouthwatering. Is that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would say you're yeah. spot on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is a great little find. I know. I was. I'm really, I'm really digging this one. I was kind of wondering when we would crack this open, you know? Yeah. And then when you explain what <laughs> little you know about this bottle, I was kind of like, well, this is sort of a unicorn, but not like special elite limited unicorn. Right. Just a unicorn that kind of came and went, like a whisper. Like, what was that? Like, what was that? <laughs> so should we get into it? Let's get into it, man. So the... So I brought the Artinome Selection Day 1549. So Artinome is this line created by, I think we could say created by Jake Lustig, not a necessarily a producer or a distiller, but someone who um, had built a couple of brands, I think built a Mezcal brand, maybe in the 90s, right? And like, boy, imagine if he had done that today. Oh my it, gosh. It would have been a gold mine. And yeah, right. I, I, but I think it, what it did is it put him on the map in the 90s. And what he was able to do was go around to these different distilleries. And we've already talked about the gnome, the four-digit number that each distillery is assigned. Right. I think he went to the makers and said, hey, do something special. Just give me something experimental, something that's a departure from your normal. Okay. And we're going to call it Art to Gnome, Art of the Gnome. Yeah. And we're just going to highlight your brand, highlight your story. Celebrate the distillery yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So out right now, everybody loves 1146. Everybody loves the 1579 El Pandillo. Everybody loves the 1414, right? But this one is 1549. I think it must have been one of the first ones because it is no longer in production. And clarified to the listener. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Thanks again for listening. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. They're not always Blanco or like each distillery could produce whatever they wanted. It was their choice, right? Yes. So like you you mentioned the 1146. Right. That's an Añejo. That's that's an Añejo and it's actually... Or is it extra? Well, so, you know, now don't go... (laughs) 
We'll go ruin in a future show, but it's <laughs> it's actually a blend of Añejo and Extra okay. Añejo. Okay, all right, all right. But this one... This one is a Blanco. Is a Blanco, all right. Mm-hmm. 1549, I'm looking it up, and I don't see a lot of brands there that I've ever had. Yeah, only, other brands from that distillery, yeah, right. only a couple that I've heard of, and there's some even conflicting information. Like, I believe this is a Valley Agave. okay. Recall that the valley is still 4,000 feet above sea level. Right. But that's the valley. And then I see over here it's coming from Los Altos, the (laughs) highlands. So So even there we have... Who knows? Okay. But gets a nice score on Tequila Matchmaker. Do you want to guess? Probably not too high because we'll get into how this is not confirmed... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We got an update there, yeah. Not confirmed additive-free. This was probably done before that program existed. So 78, 79, or 80, somewhere in that range. 84. Right. 84. Oh, wow. I'm not bringing you 79. <laughs> you know my rule. <laughs> 80 and above. All right. And I haven't been is, disappointed. 84 is it, solid. That's, yeah. Yeah. All right. So 100% agave, stainless steel fermentation, copper pot, roller mill, I should bring up, it is organic. Hmm. So the agave is definitely grown organic. Yeah. I don't know all the rules of USDA organic, but basically what that means is 95% of what's in this <laughs> bottle is certified organic. Yeah, right. Not confirmed additive-free. Right. Could you have organic additives? You can. You yeah. could have... An sure. additive that is certified that organic. Meets, meets the criteria, yeah. And if you only have to put 95% of what's in the bottle as organic, then that still leaves room for other stuff. However, we've been sipping it. Yeah. Are you getting anything that would lead you to believe it's Not, full nothing of additives? That is, yeah, nothing Not that stands either. out. Right. And it, again, when you get an 84 from the panel score on TMM, you know, I feel like if it was full of additives, the panel typically picks it up. They would trust. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can trust them. Right. So should we give this a... Let's get in. Look in a nose and, I mean, nice, clean, light kind of dances in the glass. You don't get those hesitations on the legs. Right. It just starts to run right down, coats right down. On the nose, I get an overwhelming green scent. It's a nice green vegetal, right? Mm -hmm. When we first cracked it, I almost equated it to the part of the green that almost gets down to the husk. Of yeah. the vegetable. Yeah, like you were talking about the bottom of the asparagus stalk. Yeah, yeah, or the part of the onion that you don't eat, or the part yeah. of the pineapple that you don't eat. It starts right. to get into the, the rind or the husk, and when that is cooking, what would that smell like? But really, it's opened up now mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. reveal some really nice, green, yeah. clean Earthiness. agave. I get a touch of earthiness, but nothing like... El Pandillo, nothing like... I was reading some reviews, and I got a lot of folks who said that there was a punch of alcohol, or... I'm not getting that, but I should also point out, this (laughs) bottle's about halfway done. (laughs) Right. So maybe the air has given that a little chance to... Sure. ...to dissipate a little bit, but... Air out a little bit? Definitely, if you find one of these bottles, I don't think it's been in production since before... 2020 before 2019. Yeah, right. So give it a little minute to breathe, right? It's been trapped Abs- in glass for, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And give us a call because we'd like to come over yeah, and right. share it with you. 
Are we ready? I'm ready. Salute. Salute. What'd you think? I think the palate expanded even more than what the nose. The yep. nose was great, but on the palate, there were spices that opened up. There yeah. was a black pepper note. The earthiness yes. that you talked about, a, a shade of earthy on the nose, turned out to be a good deal of earthiness on the palate. Right. And just like before, when we were sipping this earlier, a nice, dry, minerally kind of finish. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I like it. It's a solid pour. I think so. Let's go for sip number two, and All I'll, right. I'll talk about it All for right. a minute. Anything different on the second sip? Just that when I was going through kind of mid-palate mm-hmm. in towards the finish, I just got these like little hints of other brands. Oh, okay. That kind of kind of a little bit of the Cascahuin vibe mm-hmm. and a little bit of the Don Fulano. Okay. But still a lot of really nice earthy mid-palate notes. Sure. And then that nice dry finish. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Really opened up on that second sip even more. Peppery little tingle. Yeah. Not quite a burn. Cooked agave. Still that green, raw agave, even to the point of a bell pepper. Yes. Plenty of vegetal. Mm-hmm. Not a ton of anise or yeah. or other, you know, earthy, volcanic things. Right. There's a little bit of that, but it's it's more... On the back seat. This thing mm-hmm. is vegetal and then earth and spice. Yeah. yeah. And on the first sip, I even got a little oily, not really mouthfeel, but it just kind of was like, oh, that tastes like it might have been oily. Okay. I didn't get it as much on the second sip. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I guess we only did two of the, of the whiskey. So I, I fuck it. Can we do a third sip? Come on. Here we go. Yeah. Maybe a little bit buttery. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. There are definitely Blancos that come off thinner. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't say this is oily or viscous. No. But there are definitely more thinner Blancos. This has a nice mouthfeel to yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. You wanted to talk a little bit about the additive free and oh, the yes. CRT. Yes. Because we have some little bit of news, right? There's right. been a little bit of... So, I mean, I think this is going to get released very quickly. So within the last week or two, the CRT issued, I don't know, what do they issue? An official proclamation? Is that what, <laughs> is that what a, you call a it? A statement? I don't know. Oh, I, it felt stronger than a statement. <laughs> anyway, it was basically announcing that they are officially taking over the additive-free labeling they're taking over responsibility for certifying things as additive-free and that they are building the program. And in the meantime, no tequila can put on their label anything having to do with additive-free. So if you've ever gone into the liquor store, especially lately, and you've seen the little tequila matchmaker seal yeah. stickers. Yeah. I don't even know if these were printed on the label on any brands, but they might have been. I think the Cos- the Cascanes one okay, was, was, it actually it was printed? on the paper. Okay. I think so. So that's going away. Grover Sanchegrin from Taste Tequila, Tequila Matchmaker, had a nice discussion of this on Instagram that I saw where he said, hey, this is a major win. 
Like this is what we were trying to get. This is what they get. wanted. Yeah. He said, hey, we sat in the CRT offices three years ago and said, can you do this for us, please? Yeah, right. And there's enough of a groundswell now that they actually have moved the needle. It is, it's awesome. Yeah. Taste Tequila, Tequila Matchmaker had already changed its branding from Confirmed Additive Free to Additive Free Alliance. Right. And may have to change that branding further. Yeah. I don't think it's going away. It's still going to be a great source of information. It is this awesome database of brands, production methods. Oh, yeah. It's the place to start your tequila yeah. journey. Yeah. If you're if if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, welcome. Then I get it. Welcome. <laughs> and download the Tequila Matchmaker app yeah. and let's go shopping for some tequila. Right. We want to look for things that are panel score 80 and above and even better yet if it has that little added a free alliance tag. Great. Yeah. If you've been listening for 30, 40 episodes and you still haven't downloaded this app, what are you doing? Shame on you. Get the app. Shame. <laughs> yeah, right. Boo. <laughs> so, but he did make an interesting comment mm -hmm. on that Instagram post, you know, that we still don't know what exactly the right. CRT is going to release for their version of additive free right. as it relates to the current the norma the norma the norma yeah, right and the mention of abacantes the mention yes. of those things that are still allowable right so we will see right we'll have to kind of wait and see on this to be determined how this works out it's great though like like you said it's what they wanted all along mm -hmm. and they have no fear to continue to do what they're doing because even if a brand like Cascanes has to take that little check mark off its label. They don't have to stop allowing Grover and Scarlet yeah, to no. come in and do their thing. I would assume there's no stopping them. I would they, assume not, but who you know? Yeah, who know? They haven't done it yet, and I think they would have. Right, <laughs> you know, right. If they if the CRT had the power and they were. Oh, you mean like to shut them down? Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Like, I think as they could have, they would have already. If right. They, you know, if they didn't like where this was going. Right. No, it's... So, it's a cool little bit of news. It is. It is. I think it only helps tequila. Yeah. Right? We it only we helps... We don't have the Bottled in Bond Act. Right. We don't have whatever else, whatever other laws surround bourbon and whiskey. Yeah. You know when you buy an American-made whiskey that you're getting a pure product. Right. No, it's true. Yeah. And things like organic as it relates to the food that we produce and sell in America. Yeah. Like you said, it has its own things, but it doesn't really change what can happen once the agave is harvested and now it's in the actual time to distill and blend and produce that tequila so right yeah no it's great i can't wait to sip these together you know what time Ooh, it is i know what time it is it is time for the quick sips oh, oh right yeah. on cue quick sips is our little addition to the spirits world something we stumbled upon almost by mistake kind of yeah you know, just like if you're pairing cheeses and wine and different foods, 
we're going to take a little sip of one and see what it imparts in the other. Yeah. So the way we work this is grab your whiskey glass. We're going to nose it. We're going to sip it. We're going to give it its time, give it its due. Let it finish, but don't let it run all the way out. No waiting, no rinsing, no palate cleansing. Straight into the tequila. And let's see what the whiskey brings out in the tequila. And then we'll go the other way and see what the tequila brings out in the whiskey. Well done. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cheers. Cheers. That was incredible. All right. Yeah, go. Oh. (laughs) One thing that's nice. What is the proof on this? 86. Yeah, we have an 86 proof into an 80 proof tequila. So Too many times on this show, we've had to take a tiny little (laughs) sip of the whiskey because it's 112 proof. (laughs) Dropping off the cliff to 80 proof in the tequila. And then it tastes like water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this wasn't that case. We we could take a nice big sip of both. I thought that the 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 whiskey had everything I wanted in it. It was fine. <laughs> it was perfect. The tequila. Only a little bit less alcohol, but it was so cooling. Yes. Did you feel that? Yeah. I really felt a a cool vegetal yeah. green agave kind of yeah. beginning. Do you remember when you'd be in like grade school or whatever and you would out on recess and it was hot and you come in and mm. you're kind of drenched in sweat and you, you stand in line for the drinking fountain. And by the time you oh. got there, it was so cold. Had a little metallic taste from, you know, the lead in the pipes. <laughs> you know, and it was just so cold and so yeah. refreshing that you didn't want to leave. Unless it hit your tooth. <laughs> then you were like, I'm out. <laughs> I thought you were going to say playing outside and then you walk in and you hit that air conditioning. Sure. And how it just it just cools your whole body yeah, like No, I went instantly. to the school in the north, man. We didn't have air conditioning in elementary school. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But it was it was cooling and it had that that refreshing feeling of yeah. the, the drinking fountain when you were a kid. Yeah, sure. I like it. And it really the 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 beam here really opened up the flavors. Like I was getting more cooked agave and less necessarily green or raw agave and even like some olive notes. Yes. I got mint and I was so excited. Did you get, I know you love to find mint. I got much more in the mid palate. Okay. So for me, there was a flash of green agave. Yep. Then it opened up this huge mid palate orchestra of black yes. pepper, mint, cooked agave, yeah. even some fruit. I even got a little bit of fruit in yeah. there. Yeah, no, but on the citrus side, not yes. like yeah. red fruit. No, or, no, no, like, yeah. like a lime peel, orange peel kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. But yes, an olive note. And then what was just this, what was a dry mineral kind of finish, mm-hmm. just nice and herbal, you know, it wasn't as dry. It was really pleasant and just went on for days and days and days. Yeah. For yeah. being only 86 proof, going into 80 proof tequila, you would have thought we were drinking like a couple of high proof bangers here. Sure. Because sure. the finish was great. It, yeah. This was a great pairing. Amazing. <laughs> we paired them originally based on kind of the production. Like, yeah. Can't find this anymore, and it's on my shelf, and I opened it, so we better do something with it. <laughs> exactly. 
And yeah. they go great together. Well, I need a little refill. Oh, okay, okay. And while we're refilling... Don't mind if I do. <laughs> let's talk about some one-hit wonders. Are these one? Yeah, are these one. These hit are one-hit one wonders, right? Well, I mean, it's so hard though to say that Jim Beam <laughs> is a one-hit wonder. But I'm with you. I'm with you. This bottle came out that one year, right? That's so, it, and it's a hit. Yeah, and it's a wonder. Okay, any bigger one-hit wonder than Macarena? Uh, you could probably argue the um, the era that you're in. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Because like okay. your kids aren't gonna relate to Macarena. However, they know the song. They, they do. Yeah. They do. Right. But there's the, you know, one, two, three, four, five. What was that one? What was that one called? <laughs> Mambo number five. Mambo number five. Who's that guy? Lou Lou Vega. Lou Vega. <laughs> oh, I gotta look that up. There, there oh was, yeah, that's amazing. There was. The electric slide. Wasn't there I a don't song? Even know. Yeah, the electric slide, yeah, for wasn't sure. Wasn't there a boogie woogie? Wasn't it? Boogie woogie. It's woogie. electric. It's electric, yeah, for sure. Isn't that what started the electric slide? I have no idea. Or yeah. I <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, like sometimes I feel like electric slide, like that was really popular because it was a fairly easy line dance. Yeah. That you and I could stand up and do. Okay. You couldn't do the Macarena? Oh, we could do that too, but maybe that was, but the Macarena, was the electric slide on the radio? You know, I don't know. Macarena was good, all over the radio. This is a good point. Okay, so the electric slide was the original viral because you had to know someone who knew it. Whereas <laughs> the Macarena, I remember seeing it on TV. Maybe not the internet yet. Okay, but I saw it on. Was the electric slide like? May, maybe, what, did it make it to uh, MTV? Or maybe... Because like, the Macarena did. Do you remember that what video? Was the, what was this? Do you remember the Macarena video? Yeah, sure. Sure. That, I mean, like, that's where Drew fell in love with <laughs> all things Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking about, like, uh, remember Soul Train? <laughs> and what was, there was some other dance... Yeah. Dance shows that tried to, no one could beat Soul Train. I mean, right. what was that guy's name? The announcer. Oh my gosh. Just the low, it, the low yeah. bass. I, Don I, Cornelius. I, I right? Could, Is I that would, him? Yeah, I think that's right. I would turn that on just to hear him in the beginning oh, when he would be smooth. like, welcome to Soul Train. Oh man, and he is what Barry White would have been if Barry White had lost 250 pounds. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, Speaking of Barry yeah, White, was that's, that's some one-hit wonders right there. I mean, he had oh, some one-hit wonders. Well, you, well, can you have, wait, one-hit wonders? I guess you can't have more than one. Yeah, that's true. I think if that's I true. played Barry White's greatest hits, you know, quote, unquote, I, I would, don't know I if would, that's an actual album, you would recognize, I would recognize more songs than you think. You're probably right. Yeah, you're right. And this is a couple of white guys from the middle of nowhere, and we know Barry White songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've got one for you. Okay. Blur, song number two. You I have, don't even know this. But the moment I say it, okay, think about any basketball game, hockey game, football game. What do you hear? Woohoo! Oh, that's what it is. 
Right. That's Blur, song number two. They did not do anything else, but that song... That's all is, you need. ...is in every stadium. Yes. It's in every stadium. Right. Bigger than Macarena? I don't know, but that's a big one. That's a good one. That's a good one. There's some obvious ones like Chumba Wumba. <laughs> It, and was that the name of the song, or was Tub Thumping the song? I think Tub Thumping was the song. Like, you don't even know who's yeah. the band and what's right. the song. Right. <laughs> right. But I don't know anything else they did. Right. Yeah. If we're going to do, like, 90s hip-hop, like Ice Ice Baby. Oh, yeah. Oh. What yeah. else did that guy do? I don't even remember another song from that <sighs> album. Do you? I think Who was that? Was the, that Vanilla Ice? That was Ice? Vanilla Ice. Yeah, Vanilla Ice. I would say he had more hits than the other guy, Snow, in Forma. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know the answer, but I will give you $100 if you can tell me what he says between Informer and I Lick You Boom Boom Down. <laughs> what was all that stuff in the middle? Yeah. Nope. No clue. Nope. If my life depended on it, I would just be like, here's, here's. Right. Yeah. Right. Fire away. Would you consider Rick Astley the Never Gonna Give You Up? Is that a one-hit wonder? Because he had a I, couple of other tunes. He but, had a couple. He would be like a three-hit wonder. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't name could, the other two. Call. But right. yeah, I think there's some other ones. But Same with like Dire Straits. They could do like three-hit wonder category yeah and like guys like dire straits like i feel like you would know way more of their songs if you listen to the album once you've heard it but yeah. there was one that just took off extra right and it wasn't were... like they only did one song and you never heard from them again it's more right. like hey i oh i didn't know i knew all those songs but that one yeah you were sick of it <laughs> well wasn't that the first mtv video music awards and it won like six times right because it had that silly 8-bit yep. animation. Right. It had everything you needed in the 80s. <laughs> Do you remember this video? It was like right. kind of like weird reverse, um, you know, re- reverse film developing yeah. with neon yeah. drawn in. Just drawn in. It had yeah. 8-bit computer graphics, and it had a woman in lingerie. <laughs> This is every 80s video. That's what, I mean. That's all, yeah. yeah. That's all you needed. <laughs> all right. Any one hit wonders that we missed? I mean, a million of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we, we took care of them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who are the O'Neaters? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and who's in that movie? Oh, I can't think the, of it. The Wonders spelled O-N-E. Yeah, Wonders. yeah, right, right, right. Steve Zahn. Yeah. Who's the O'Neaters? And Tom Hanks. Yeah. And Tom Hanks. Yeah. And you know what? I was kind of digging around over the holidays. I have saved multiple Tom Hanks geek outs that we have cut. <laughs> okay. One of which was 53 <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> If anybody's been listening to this one hit wonders conversation and been like, come on, guys, move on with it. <laughs> Just imagine listening to that Tom Hanks geek out. We went through every movie. Right. His... And it, you know what I was amazed at the most? How much we know right. about this man's movies. <laughs> that was yeah. We have to do, we have to, we have to keep trying for a Tom yes. Hanks geek out. 
He deserves it. Get one into that eight to twelve minute range, <laughs> which is way too long. That's sweet spot. Yeah, it's you know, it's beyond the sweet spot, but it's <laughs> it's way too long. But but it would be something that I wouldn't have to cut. Like <laughs> speaking of cutting, time to cut back. Bring it, reel it in. <laughs> Do we have more quick sips? Well, I think we got one more. Okay. So we went whiskey to tequila, this being the Jim Beam Repeal Batch Non-Chill Filtered, says so right on the label, into the Artenome Selection 1549 Blanco. This time we're going to flip it and reverse it. Yep. We're going to start off, get a good nose, get a good sip of the Blanco. Give it its time, give it its due, let it finish, but don't let it fade out all the way. No resting, no waiting, no sips of water, no palate cleansing, don't eat a cracker. Straight into the gym beam. And let's see what the tequila brings out in the whiskey. Are you ready, my friend? I am ready. Salute. Salute. That was really interesting. I liked that a lot. I did too. So on the tequila, you know, it's kind of a fresh pour. We just poured a new, you know, refill here. But still. And we've been jawing for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But still, really nice of that green vegetal Mm -hmm. agave again. Mm -hmm. And then when I went right into that bourbon, I loved how it brought out a banana note, a cherry note, and a really soft, buttery, velvety mouthfeel. Oh, yeah. And then into like a drying finish, Mm -hmm. which before we said was juicy. Right. You know? Now, kind of ended dry, almost earthy. If I mean, oh, it was weird. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. It kicked up all kinds of red fruit and leather. Okay. Maybe tobacco. I sometimes confuse tobacco with tea. Maybe that's the drying that I'm getting, like yeah. the tobacco, the leather kind of yeah. a... But then at the end, yeah, same thing. It, it dried out, and I wouldn't say that my mouth has really been watering after. It was this weird, just kind of this weird, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we're done. You know, and that, not that the flavor finished, but it was just, yeah, it just, it was just drying. It was really nice. Yeah. I would give it scores for the weight, the mouthfeel, mm. almost more than the, the notes, the yeah. tastes I was getting. Yeah. It really for, opened up the beam though. Don't, it did. Oh, don't it you did. think? It did. Yeah. But for flavor, I would prefer whiskey into the tequila sure for how it opened up those spice notes and the green agave notes but for mouthfeel heck yeah tequila into the whiskey yeah so interesting yeah have you do you ever watch boxing matches like real boxing i love watching boxing Oh, okay yeah all right did you know that i worked for usa boxing for a while no have we ever talked about this on the oh well i did i worked for usa boxing for a while all right i was in college okay I drove athletes from the airport to the gym. (laughs) (laughs) That was my contribution. All right. But I got to sit in and watch practices and watch sparring. And you just kind of hang around the ring. Yeah, sure. I wasn't getting in the ring, (laughs) but I got to hang out. But what was cool is you would watch these things and it looked like somebody absolutely demolished somebody. And then the scoring would be... 109 to 104. Yeah, or, right. Or 109, right. you know, the other judge had it 109 to 108. 
I'm like, how the hell yeah. did somebody pick up a one point difference? Yeah. This is one where I feel though it wasn't like you're 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 declaring kind of an ass whooping. You're saying whiskey to tequila was superior. It was my favorite, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting here saying this was 109 to 108. <laughs> okay. In a split decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, this yeah. I I enjoy these two back and forth. All right. More than I did just sipping them oh, singly. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, back and forth yeah. with these. They definitely I would enhance. throw out there that this could be on the list of I'm not drinking this without the other. Oh, all right. That's how strong. All right. Not because it was so magical like some of the times we've done this. Sure. It yeah. wasn't that. It was just what they brought out in each other was so special. You know, why it, waste my time drinking one singly? It outweighs the value yeah. of them by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Like a one-hit wonder opening up for your favorite band. Right. You get the best of Chumbawamba before your <laughs> U2 concert. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It is so funny you say that. <laughs> Hold on, because you know what? That just flashed a memory. Okay. When my wife and I were dating, we went to a Sheryl Crow concert. Okay. And I mean, Sheryl Crow's fine. Yeah. But not necessarily who I'm yeah, sure. going to see. But I, I was good with it. Yeah. And it scored points with her, which is what I was trying to do at the time because we were dating. <laughs> you were right. trying to score points when you're dating. Right. Then when you get married, you're like, why won't you leave? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'll probably cut that out. <laughs> but who were the guys who sang Closing Time? Semisonic. Oh, yeah, Semisonic. That's a great one-hit yeah. wonder. Yep. They opened, I think, for Sheryl Crow. Okay. Name another song oh, by yeah. Semisonic. Nope. Can't do it. Nope. Closing Time. That's my last... Uh, <laughs> It's my last contribution to this to this <laughs> right. cast here. All right. Are we ready to close it up? I think so. I think so. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for listening. Please like and follow and subscribe. Give us a five star. Give us a rating. If you leave a rating on iTunes, we will read it in our clearest English language that we can muster up. Win a t-shirt. And possibly get a t-shirt. Absolutely. We want to thank Joby, as always from Forsha Creek for our music. And we ask that you drink responsibly. And if you like to get whiskey and you like to get tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging. But now it's time to go. Well, come on back for more whiskey, tequila, Friday show. Okay, here's an interesting one. Please Come to Boston by Dave Loggins. That's a name I know. Is he related to Kenny Loggins? Oh, I know Kenny Loggins. <laughs> That's Kenny's older cousin who couldn't quite hack it. He was the bouncer at his bar and then yeah, Kenny, right. Kenny gave him one chance at the, right. at the mic. Right. <laughs> Come on, let, let my kid cousin up. Come on, just one time. And then he steals the show and Dave is never to be heard of again. Oh, poor Dave Loggins. <laughs>
Polly want a cracker? Oh, I hadn't swallowed it yet, fucker. Okay.